This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. week we began to look at what it means to have a teachable spirit anybody got that teachable spirit anybody had that week where they've decided that perhaps what I need to do is have a teachable spirit I hope you have and we saw if you remember the rich ruler who well he went away from Jesus did he go away happy did he go away excited did he go he went away sad He went away sad from Jesus because his head and his heart didn't match up. He hadn't got a teachable spirit. And then we compared that to the royal official who went away from Jesus full of hope and faith that his son would be well. Why? Because Jesus said so. Jesus said it. Jesus declared it. And the man took him at his word and full of faith and full of hope turned round and headed back home. Amen, exactly. Now, we saw the importance of clinging on to God's word and, and all that he's planned for us. Not to, not to things of this world, if you remember that. Everybody remember that? John, turn that fan towards me. Is that, is that all right? I know that's really bad, but I'm so hot. And if, if I black out, you're all going to be in a world of trouble because I ain't having CPR off him, all right? <laughs> Can you imagine him pushing on your chest? (laughs) In a world of trouble. But uh, we saw that we don't need to cling on to the things of this world, but rather to cling on to what the Lord has laid out for us, what his word says, and that's what we're called to do. So what else do we need to know? What else do we need to be aware of if we're to have a teachable spirit? And this morning's reading, which June's about to bring to us, is going to hopefully give us some insight into things that we need to be aware of. Um, So let's pin our ears back, and June's going to bring that reading to us. Thank you, June. Far better June read than me, I thought. Much better. So in our passage, Jesus takes his disciples to his hometown. If only I knew a song. In my hometown... (laughs) No? Anybody? Adele? Terrible. Right, okay, whatever. His hometown was where? Nazareth. So Jesus takes his disciples to to Nazareth. And the whole point of this, I guess, is, as we'll see towards the end, that there's something for the disciples to learn. They need to have a teachable spirit at all points, don't they? Hmm. I'll ask again. The disciples needed to have a teachable spirit at all times, didn't they? What does the Bible call you and me? Disciples of the living God. Amen? Sons and daughters of the living God. Disciples, adherence to his word. Listening, understanding what his word says to teach us and grow us on. So I'll ask again. The disciples had to have a teachable spirit at all times, didn't they? (laughs) Now you're challenging yourselves, not me. Now here, as Jesus takes them to Nazareth, they have really only seen Jesus have absolute success. Sure, the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were sad, you see, every time, I still get nothing from it, but you know, I try. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, well, they all, and the teachers of the law, they all had their opinion, and the disciples sort of went, yeah, whatever. 
But they saw the general public accept Jesus and be astounded by all that he was doing. And it's no different here in Mark chapter 6. We see in verse 2, when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were what? Amazed. You'd be amazed. You are amazed at all that Jesus has got to teach. And it starts so absolutely well. He's teaching and see and they understand so much that they're so amazed by all that he's doing. It's a similar response to what Jesus got in Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 through 29. And there he says that he taught with authority unlike anybody else. Even the teachers of the law, they didn't teach with authority. Jesus taught with authority. He knew the scriptures. He knew the law. Of course he did. The very son of God, God in flesh. They're amazed. Why? Well, because he's brilliant. They're amazed because he's a a good communicator. They're amazed because he's fresh. They're amazed because he's real. They're amazed because he's clear. All the things that you'd expect, if you were to have the same response this morning to a pastor or to a teacher that you heard, you'd go, wow, I'm amazed. I didn't realize that that was there. I didn't realize that that's what that scripture meant. I didn't realize that that guy could preach. Yet their amazement soon fades. Their amazement soon fades. Why? Verse 2 goes on to tell us. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What is this, what's this wisdom that's been given him? That he even does miracles. Verse 3. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? And the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon. Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. It didn't take long, did it? They've gone from being absolutely amazed to taking offence at him. See their acknowledgement of all that's amazing. Their acknowledgement of the wisdom. The acknowledgement of the miracles. They're amazed. Yet there's a problem. What's the problem? Well, they're familiar. They're familiar. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's boy? Aren't these lot his family? We know him. In fact, we saw him grow up. He's from Nazareth. And they took offense at him. He went from amazing, then he went to offending them. Why? Because they were absolutely familiar with him. You know the saying, familiarity breeds um, contempt. Familiarity uh, breeds contempt. Disregarding things you should be heeding because you're all too familiar. Disregarding things that you should be listening to and learning from because you're all too familiar. We hear him preach every week. Shut up. Nobody's ever said that. It's the people that aren't here that say that, not you lot. They'll all listen on the recording now and go, no, we've never said such things. Not you lot on, and anyway. But you see, note as well, and and this is a real critical point that can easily be missed, and we'll pick up on it a little bit later on as well. Note how he's not Joseph's boy. Do you see that? Let me read it again for you. Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, And the rest. 
that's interesting, isn't it? You see, because normally, as would be the custom, it always is down the father's side. Of course it is. In these times, particularly so. Yet you see, they don't know who his dad is, do they? They're familiar, aren't they? They did know who his dad was. They just weren't switched on to it, were they? They didn't understand where the boy had perhaps come from. And now this boy is now a man, and this man is teaching them things that they perhaps should know. And they're a little bit astounded. Isn't it Mary's boy? Oh, yeah, you remember that scandal? You see how it's all just too familiar? We don't even know. We don't even know who his dad is. And they're missing the point. Their familiarity stopped them from having a teachable spirit. Their familiarity stopped them from having a teachable spirit. Church, we've got to be aware of that. And I'm not just on about me. I'm on about all of us as we listen to the Word of God because we become familiar with it, don't we? We become familiar with what it says. We become familiar with the stories of the Scriptures and all of a sudden our familiarity breeds contempt because if we listen to the story of Noah, perhaps, we've heard it from Sunday school and and now I'm 27. There's a few of you listening. The rest of you, on the other hand, I'm not so sure about. But I've heard it since I was... Yeah, what's the story of Noah got to teach me? What's the story of Jonah got to teach me? And all of a sudden, we slip into this familiarity because we know and we've heard the word of God perhaps and we think we know it all. Anybody a know-it-all? Nobody ever raises their hand for that one. But their familiarity stopped them from having a teachable spirit. But they were also... ...for us to know. They were also from a little place called Nazareth. A town where nothing good came from. A town where people, the people who lived there, they passed it on from generation to generation that said nothing good can come from Nazareth. We're from Nazareth. We're useless. Everybody must be useless because that's Nazareth. Anybody been to a place like that? Barnsley's. Not a place like that. It's not a place like that. There are places like that, but but not that. Now, let's just have a look at what the Word of God says in John chapter 1. And this is interesting. A guy by the name of Nathaniel, as he receives his calling from the Lord. Uh, Let's just have a look. John chapter 1 and verse 44 through 51. And this is the calling of the disciples. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote. Who is it? Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Interesting point, you see. Jesus of Nazareth, who is he the son of? Joseph. You see that? A little bit more respect there. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And listen to Nathaniel's response. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. And when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said to him, Here's a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus asked, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Teacher or Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And the dialogue continues. But you see there Nathaniel's perception of Nazareth. Why? Historically, Nazareth is a place where nothing good comes from. They tell us themselves. 
We heard that when we came to Gainsborough. Don't come to Gainsborough. The Lord has left Gainsborough. That they are the exact words that were given to us. Absolute nonsense. The Lord does not leave his people. And the Lord is indeed in Gainsborough. And we've seen his work over the past eight years. Almost eight years. Would you believe? Would you believe? Clearly you would. (laughs) You guys are amazing this morning. So he's told that Jesus of Nazareth, the son, and, uh, the son of Joseph, the, the one Moses talked about in the law. And Nathaniel is just mystified by the fact that anything good has come from Nazareth. Such was the reputation. You see, they found complete contempt in themselves because they were from Nazareth. There are places like this that exist. That we treat ourselves with complete contempt because this is who we are. This is who we've always been. This is who we're always ever going to be. And therefore, we stop ourselves from having a teachable spirit because we say we're not good enough. We're worthless. We've been like this forever. You're not going to change us now. Such was the contempt, complete contempt that they had for themselves. And because of that contempt they had for themselves, they had contempt for Jesus because he was one of them. Jesus, who grew up here from Nazareth, we know him. He's like us. And it says in verse 5, he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He couldn't do anything there. Why? Because people went, no, I'm not interested. In fact, I find him quite offensive. I know where he's come from. And that was scandal. What's he got to teach me? You see how quickly it becomes an issue and how quickly the heart hardens. Jesus couldn't give them what they so badly needed because of their familiarity and their contempt of themselves. And church, we can learn a lot from both of these scenarios. One is just being familiar and the other is being contempt, treating ourselves with contempt that we don't deserve it or we're not good enough or we've always been like this. This is how I was brought up. And the Bible tells us that the gospel can cut through all that. The gospel can cut through all of that. And what we have to be careful of is that we don't find ourselves in a position where we're dismissive with the gospel. Where we're dismissive with the word of God. Even if we've accepted Christ as saviour that we're dismissive about what he's got to teach us because we've heard it before. But rather we allow it to settle on our hearts and our minds and we allow the word of God to change us. Amen? There's only a few of you, but you actually say amen better than most, which is quite impressive. We have to allow ourselves to have a teachable spirit, to learn and to grow, to listen to instruction and to receive miracles and blessing. They were missing out on so much, weren't they? They were missing out on so much because their hearts were in the wrong place. Verse 6 is a stark contrast to verse 2. Why? Well, they were amazed at Jesus in verse 2. And it says this about Jesus. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. How sad is that? Much like the guy last week who went away sad. These people are going to go away sad 
because they haven't accepted that Jesus is the Messiah. They haven't accepted that he can bring healing to this town that people say is no good. He can bring healing into a world of hurt and pain, but they have to allow him. That's a huge lesson for us. The Bible gives us some incredible lessons. That's an incredible lesson that we have to allow God to work in our hearts and lives, even when we feel like we're not good enough. Even when we feel like I don't deserve it, but we allow God to do what needs to be done. And really quickly, if I just, just two minutes, why did Jesus take the disciples to Nazareth? Why? You see, because Jesus knew, didn't he, that they were going to receive him just like they did. It says in verse 4, Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house, is a prophet without honor. You know me, you're too familiar with me, I can't even help you, because you're not willing to accept that I might be something far greater than perhaps you've realized. And they weren't willing to soften their hearts enough. And you question, you say, why, 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 why would you take your disciples here? Why is he doing it? Well, the next passage in Mark tells us that he sends out the twelve. He sends out his disciples. You see, to this point, they've only seen people accept Jesus. They've only seen people flock to hear him, to see what he's got to say. But of course, that's not always the case, is it? That's not always the case. In fact, we share the gospel with people and there are, well, most times people go, yeah, not for me. You nut job. They probably just say that about me, which is fair. But they had to realize and understand that not everybody's going to accept. That not everybody's going to be interested in what Jesus and what the good news, what the gospel is all about. And not everybody's going to be willing to listen to the teaching. So he had to take them on a journey, almost a journey of failure, in order for them to realize that there are going to be tough places. There are going to be places where you are going to have to turn around and leave them for a bit. There are going to be places where it tells us that you're going to have to wipe the dust off your feet on the way out because they ain't not interested. They will not listen to the word of God. They will not accept and do as the word tells us to do. And they had to realize and understand rejection and see what it felt like. They had to get that. And church, that's a really big lesson for us too. We mentioned it last week and I touch on it again of its importance. There are times where we will pour our heart and soul out to people. We will give them the gospel over and over and over again. But if their heart is not teachable, they will never change. All we can do is pray. All we can do is keep doing what we're doing faithfully and we pray. We ask the Lord to soften their heart and open their minds that they might receive Christ as Saviour. Don't find yourself in a bracket where you don't have a teachable spirit. Don't find yourself in a position where you're saying, well, I've heard it now a few times, and to be honest, I could take it or leave it. Don't find yourself in a position where you're not willing to accept all that people are telling you and all that the Word of God says to us. And church, let's be confident that God is doing what he does. And let's just faithfully serve. And let's make sure too that our hearts and our minds are prepared to be taught. 
that we're not over familiar and that we don't treat ourselves or others with contempt, but rather we're willing to learn and to see what the Lord has got to say to us. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you again for your word. We want to thank you for all that it's got to show us and to teach us. And Father, we pray this morning that as your disciples had to be willing to learn and to understand, that Father, as we are disciples of the living God, that you indeed would help us to learn. Father, help us to not get over familiar with the scriptures, that we would treat them with contempt. Father, help us not to get uh, over uh, familiar even with our own situation and our circumstances and Lord, find ourselves where we're treating ourselves with contempt or Father, perhaps others or people groups, but rather that we are willing to do what you called us to do. Father, help us this morning to continue to have a teachable spirit and we pray, Lord God, for anybody this morning that doesn't yet know you as Lord and Saviour, that they might be willing to come under the sound of the gospel, to hear the good news, to hear that your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, came down to earth to take our place on the cross. There, Father, he bore our sin and our shame. He died in our place. But after three days, the word tells us that he rose again. Death and sin, there defeated. And Father, in and through him, we can have life this morning if we're prepared to say sorry and to ask him into our hearts. So this morning, Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the glory, and we thank you for your goodness. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.